what up what up hope y'all like that new intro music i know i do so welcome all you cool cats and kittens to when the hunt calls i'm your host cliff cadet and it is time to talk turkey turkey hunting to be specific and i am proud to announce that the new york state department of environmental conservation put out a statement saying that the new york state spring turkey hunting season will be on and popping as scheduled and that's from may 1st to may 31st now uh new york state hunters should be aware that social distancing guidelines must still be followed during this coming this coming i'm sorry turkey hunting season and the dec recommends the following all right Purchase your licenses or permits online to avoid visiting busy stores or stores that basically have limiting out limited hours now. Uh, keep in mind that licenses and tags that you purchase online can take 10 to 14 days to arrive. All right. Also think about hunting close to home. You know, uh, think about maybe taking day trips instead of staying at a hunting camp. That way you can avoid close contact with other hunters. Uh, try to avoid crowds at parking areas and other places that people congregate. You know, keep in mind to keep a distance of six feet. Um, the DEC also recommends avoid high traffic destinations. Um, if a hunting location you're going to is crowded, choose a different location or a different spot to check out. All right. Um, if you or your fellow hunters do not feel well, uh, they should stay home. Anyone 70 or older or with a comp- Com- I'm sorry, a comprised immune system should postpone their trip. All right. Carry hand sanitizer with you and avoid touching your face and wash your mouth calls after handling them. Now, if you do hunt with anyone who is not from your household, practice social distancing by taking separate vehicles to the hunting spot and make sure to maintain, again, six feet of distance. And uh, if you do share a blind with someone, make sure it's only with someone from your household. Last piece of advice, if you can, just go turkey hunting alone. All right. If the spring turkey season is still scheduled to happen in your city or state, I highly recommend you follow these guidelines as well. Now, uh, that above announcement was made uh, basically as of April 7th. As of April 13th, New York State DEC has announced that they'll be offering the hunter safety class and the bow hunter safety class that normally you had to attend in person all online. So even though all those classes, those in-person classes were canceled and basically making it hard for new hunters to get out this spring turkey season, again, they are being offered online. I will post that website up on the the show notes um in the details of this podcast and i mean it's a huge plus basically you know any new hunter that wanted to get out this spring should be able to do so all right and enough for that psa and back to our regularly scheduled programming now my guest today is dr cade wilson uh cade is a practicing veterinarian and a lifelong outdoorsman he has experienced hunting all kinds of wildlife uh whitetail mule deer waterfowl elk buffalo and the list goes on y'all today uh we're gonna chop it up about turkey hunting tactics so sit back relax and listen in on our conversation kate i really want to say uh thank you again for taking the time out to uh join me and you know talk on the podcast man i really appreciate it it's my pleasure, man. I'm really excited about it. You know, I've been, uh, I think we both stumbled into each other on Instagram several months ago and just, 
I think we both like what we've got going. So. Yep, appreciate it. So I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure because we were talking about it before. You are in the middle of your turkey season, right? We just started uh, season. So I'm in just for the listeners. I'm in Oklahoma and our season runs April 6th to May 6th. And so we are right here on the very front of it. Uh, our youth season was this last weekend. They get a couple of days, a head start. Um, but we're, we're right in the very beginning. I guess you're what, about a month away. Right. Yeah, we kick off. We kick off in New York State. We kick off May first to May thirty first. Yeah, whole whole month of May. Yeah, so yeah. right when you're starting, I'll have I'll have less than a week left. Oh wow! All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's jump right into this. I I okay. like we said, like you just mentioned, we we kind of ran into each other on Instagram. Um, I really like your content. Um. And uh, what I wanted to do is talk about turkey hunting, especially with my season being right around the corner. Um, Before we even go into jump into that, let me let me get a let me and my listeners get an idea of what your background is like. Is hunting um, something you were kind of born into that your family did as you were growing up? Or is this something that you kind of like me and got into uh, later on in life? No, there's no no doubt. We're, We're very different. You know, I, when I've been following you and you're just on the beginning of this journey, I'm the exact opposite. I literally was on my first deer hunt in a car seat uh, as a baby. So I, I, I couldn't be more lifelong into it to tell you the truth. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's just something my dad loved and I just followed him everywhere. I'm the oldest of three boys. Mm -hmm. And so I just was always with him. And, um, uh, no matter what he was after, whether we were deer hunting, early turkey hunting, when my dad got into that when I was a little boy, uh, bird hunting, duck hunting, you name it. If my dad was going, I was a step behind him. And so that's just, it, it made me a lot of who I am. And, um, and, and you're going to find this out that as you go along your journey, you change, you know, mm-hmm. and you can read about that, the different levels. I mean, the people think that you go from your learning to like a collector, phase. you're trying to get some of whatever you're after to I'm kind of more in a phase where I like to whatever we're after. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all in, but I'm in the phase now where I'm just trying to teach what I've learned. And, and I've got young kids just like you that, um, I'm trying to mentor and, and make them good stewards of, of nature and teach them about uh, safety and, and, and how the world truly works. You know, we, we live in a society that nature takes a back seat, but man, nature runs the world and there's a way things are supposed to be. So I just, I am more than happy to talk with you today because I, I see it as a chance to help you in your, in your growth in this as well. I appreciate that. I'm honored, man. I'm honored. Um, so, um, what I wanted to get, I guess, into first and foremost was, um, scouting. You have saying, um, now I'm lucky in that the land I'm going to be hunting is a lot closer than the land I was deer hunting last year. Okay. So it's less than an hour away, but, um, I'm still limited on time. So if sure. I were t- if I were to have to lock this down into half a day, if I'm lucky, a full mm-hmm. day of scouting, mm-hmm. what would a person like myself have to look for 
in terms of finding a spot or looking for sign? Well, again, we're, we're going to talk about you specifically, but I'm also going to try to be fairly broad for your Got listeners it. too. So, I mean, the difference in the land from one, one side of this nation to the other is so different. Right. Um, listening to your, your podcast the other day with Scott, um, he's hunted all over the country just like I have. And so, you know, hunting an Eastern turkey versus hunting a Merriam's turkey or whatever couldn't be different as far as geography, but turkeys are turkeys, no mm. matter where they are. Um, so tell me more about where, like the property you're going to be on. Tell me what it looks like. I mean, I've, I've, I've yet, I've yet to see it. Yet to see I've, it. Okay. I, yeah, I've yet to see it. So that's, that's why I'm more like, what would I be looking for okay. in terms of sign? Whether, cause okay. I've, like, I've heard about, you know, I've seen pictures of, you know, the turkey prints in the dirt. Yep. Um, I've heard about, I think the feathers, um, yep. on the ground and stuff like okay. that. So what would I be looking okay. for? Okay, perfect. So base level knowledge is what we're looking for. So what you're going to do is I would just walk the property first. Mm -hmm. The first chance you get, take a big, long walk. Try to look at, you know, little openings, clearings with shorter grass where a turkey, a male turkey is going to want to strut and display and show off for the ladies. That's one thing you can look for. Roads. Turkeys, I mean, turkeys are lazy. They want to walk through things that are easy to walk down. So if you've got a road right down the middle, like a, a two track, a dirt road, mm -hmm. uh, walk down, look for turkey tracks, look for feathers that have fallen off of them, scattered out of them, look for droppings. Um, you know, a deer, a turkey's um, bowel movement is going to look very, I mean, specific. So look at pictures from that. A male turkey's stool looks different than a female's in all okay. honesty. So, so that's, there's plenty of ways to look at that on the internet now. Um, so I'm not going to tell you how to classify that, but that's something you should look for. Yesterday when I walked out, I had a, a couple hours yesterday evening to walk a property. What we found were turkey tracks on down a road. We found some, where some droppings. We found a few feathers and that's where we set up today. And so if you see one, uh, footprints that are fresh guess what they're going to be back um mm. so that that's going to tell you a lot roost trees so most people don't know this but turkeys sleep in trees all right they, they walk oh, around wow all, they walk around all day but at bedtime which is going to be around 20 30 minutes for dark they're going to fly up in a tree and they're going to sit there all night and the next morning they're going to fly down so looking for an area that the turkeys are flying up in the, in the um, evening is a good place. What I would do, if I were you, is try to make that hour or a couple hours that you can go either at early in the morning, daylight, and a few hours, or the last few hours of the evening. Because a male turkey, what he's going to do in the evening, he's going to fly up a tree, He's going to sit on that limb and he's going to gobble multiple times, usually maybe a lot, but he's going to gobble a few times because what he's doing, he's telling all the hens, all the females in the area, this is where I'm at. And so this is where you can find me in the morning, because the reason for vocalizations of turkeys in the spring is mating. He's telling her to come to him 
and she's telling him where she's at. That's as, that's as simple as I can make it. And in the morning, in the morning, when he wakes up, it's going to be a little bit before daylight. He's going to wake up and he's going to start gobbling to every weird sound in the woods. He's going <laughs> to gobble at owl sounds. He's going to gobble at crow sounds. If there's a peacock that lived down the road at some lady's house, he's going to gobble at that. A car door, a horn. We're, he's just going to coyotes here. We have a lot of coyotes, so they're going to howl and the turkeys will respond just because he's showing those ladies where he's at. And he's in nature. The hens are supposed to kind of migrate to him. Well, okay. just like humans, everybody's different. Everybody's got different personalities. And so it, sometimes you've got ladies that call guys. Some guys call girls. And so if if you've got a turkey whose personality is, oh, I hear a hen, I'm going there. Well, that's what we're trying to trying to get. We're trying to get them to come to us. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're trying to reverse nature a little bit. But reading the personality of turkey will help you. And time time will will give you that. But just right. know if you can be there early or late, he may tell you where he's roosting. And he's going to roost there a lot. And that will give you an idea of where to where to go. So that's a great tip that anybody in any part of the country can use is is morning and evening, listening to the toms gobble off the roost will will tell you where they're going to be. The next the next step is what do they do? So Mm -hmm. he gobbles. What's he going to do? Well, he's going to gobble and gobble and gobble and then. It's going to get light enough that he can see the ground and know that there's not a predator right below him. He's going to fly down and he's going to strut around, walk around a little bit, hoping those hens are coming to him. And if they don't show up, he's going to go for a walk and he's going to probably take about the same walk every day. So if you on that walk see a um, turkey tracks walking down a road and it's just one, that's probably that tone. He's taking okay. a walk, looking for a girlfriend. Now, uh, a male turkey's footprint is bigger than a hen's. You know, you may have heard this last year, people showing you different size deer tracks and saying, oh, that's a buck track and that's a, a, a doe track. That's pretty hard to do, really. But a turkey, turkey is very specific. A, a male turkey's middle toe is going to be about three inches long. All right. Mm-hmm. When a hen is going to be more like two. They look, they look small. And so if you see a big turkey track, it is what, it's the turkey you're looking for. Got it. Um, So turkey tracks, roosts, and listening to them gobble. And as the spring goes on, they'll gobble more during this in the morning, but um, they're going to gobble off the roost. It's going to happen. All right. So I got, I've got two questions. All right. First one, um, Kind of like um, when you're deer hunting, um, a lot of times, from what I from what I've learned so far, it's a good thing to find out where their deer bed. So that's what's in comparison to the the turkey yes. roosting. Yes. Now, yes. the other the other thing I've been told is to also look for a food source when deer hunting. Is that the same thing with the turkeys? Should I look for a food source? Should I look for water or anything like that? What well, I mean, turkey will go to water, especially if it's really hot. But a turkey, uh, you know, some of the notes I jotted down the other day were turkey biology. 
things you need to know. And I've told you a little bit about that, about yeah. why Tom is goblin and what the hen's doing. Um, and but you know, knowing the 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 food that turkeys eat, turkeys really eat a lot of stuff. I mean, I I've gotten to the habit last couple of years. Every time we harvest a turkey, and my kids look forward to this, we open up their crop, which is where all the things that they're going to eat are going to go into first. And we look at all the weird stuff that turkeys eat. Wow. It'll be, it'll be grass. It'll be um, tops of seed heads. It'll be flowers. I don't know how many thousands of flowers I've seen inside a turkey's crop. Bugs, every type of bug you can ever think of, every type of nut, you know, acorns. I've seen turkey's crop completely full of acorns and pecans. So they eat, they're just going to walk along and they're just take, taking things as they go. So I don't okay. think a food source is, I mean, super important because their food source is everything they're walking along. Got it. Now, if, if you've got a clover field that they just love because they're going to mm. eat the tops of the clovers, they're going to eat the bugs in the clover. Yep. I would, I would definitely key in on that. Um, if you've got a property that you can see, like if you drive around it and look into it mm-hmm. uh, with binoculars or whatnot, you may find them that they're, they're a certain place a lot. Well, there's a reason why they're there. So go take a look. Are they eating something? Is it just a really safe, out-of-the-way place? You know, try to figure out why. And that's always something I'm looking for is why are they here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the males are going to want to show off. They want a area that they can strut back and forth, back and forth, maybe half the day. Uh, I know on the last podcast you had, uh, Scott was talking about loading decks. Mm-hmm. I think it was the term he used. And, and growing up in the South, I lived in Alabama for a long time. And a loading deck is an area that's been cleared to move the logs onto the big trucks. So they had to clear out an area in the forest. Well, that's a perfect place for a turkey to walk down the road and strut. So, but whether you're in New York or you're in Southern Oklahoma, there's the same similar things. It might not look the same, but it does to a turkey. So you just got to find a place that he can show off and feel safe. Um, so it. I think that's really, really important. All right. Now, my my second question was because you mentioned only like. Like when you were referring to the turkey roosting, you were referring to the tom like in in the singular. So does that mean that uh, a turkey roosts by itself normally? So would I be looking for just one bird? All right. Nope. 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 So they will. I mean, you can. That can happen. I mean, it can be anywhere from one turkey, a hen or or tom, or it could be a bunch of turkeys. You know, what's going to happen is once that male rounds up some females he's going to stay with them and so and they're going to stay with him and so they'll probably roost together that's what happened this morning i had handful of hens when my when i took my kids hunting this morning handful of hens there was two toms with them all together and then off probably a hundred yards away was a a younger male which we call a jake and he was kind of off the side he'd probably gotten bumped away from the hens a couple times he wanted to still be with them but he didn't want to get in trouble so to speak mm-hmm. and so but no it can be it could be a lot of turkeys and that's the problem is that's a lot of eyes 
You know, the, the main mm. defense, the main defense of a turkey is its eyes and its ears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Turkeys, you can, it's not like deer season. You can stink as much as you want. Turkeys <laughs> do not care. Okay. Turkeys do not care. But if they see you, game's over. If they hear something they don't like or hear a, a noise that shouldn't be there, game's over. So you've got to defeat those two things. You know, with a deer's eyes, you can get away with stuff, but you're not going to get away with the turkey. And so, so you've got to be watching for that. I know um, watching you come about as a, a bow hunter, uh, my biggest concern would be hiding you draw that bow, you know, figuring out a way to mm-hmm. whether that's when the turkey walks behind a tree. But what if there's five turkeys? You know, that, that's a problem. Um, and so concealment is, is paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing, when you're talking to that turkey and you're, you're, you're vocalizing with him in his own language, um, he knows where you're at. As soon as you start calling, he's kind of pinpoint like, oh, she is in that on that one road, you know, that I mm-hmm. like to walk down or or whatnot. And the more what's funny is I'm sitting on my back porch. And um, I've got turkeys that come up in my yard. And as we're talking, there's two turkeys walking up in my backyard right now. (laughs) But uh, anyway, as soon as you start talking to them, they're trying to figure out exactly where they're at. And they're going to do really good at pinpointing you. And so I know when we talked once before on the phone, I I said to you, man, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not the greatest caller, don't talk them out of it. You know, Mm. let them know you're there. And, and, you know, in this scouting and scouting can be while you're hunting, those can be the same thing, by the way. Okay. When you, when you, and everything you're learning as you're walking through the woods, that's scouting. You just happen to have a bow in your hand. Okay. And you just collect that data in your mind. Um, but you want to be where a turkey wants to go. I think that is maybe the most important thing I'm going to tell you today. Is mm-hmm. is don't set up to shoot this turkey in a place a turkey would never go. Right? Okay. And so there are places on that property or every property that turkeys may live, but they don't go every little spot. So if you see turkey tracks, that's a place a turkey likes to go. If you see a place where a turkey is strutting, that's a per- tur- that, he likes that place. So if you can be there the next day before he gets it's there mm-hmm. it's good it's gonna work even if you don't call one time he's coming there that's his spot all right it's like if you wanted to get me tonight if you set up beside my lazy boy or whatever in my man cave you're gonna get me you don't have to say anything you don't have to buy a pizza you don't have to do anything i'm showing up and so um that's that's another thing is you know if you're gonna be where a turkey's gonna go that's good enough. Now, I, I am, just like Scott, a, I'm an ex-competitive turkey caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider myself a way above average turkey caller. But that doesn't mean I'm just constantly talking. You know, I, I don't want to ever talk them out of it. You know, the, um, the one thing I told you, too, the other day was if you see the turkey, if you've gotten the spot, you've gotten a spot that you know he does not mind walking down, 
and you can see him traveling towards you, don't call. The worst thing you could do is call because he's already coming. All you're going to do if you call to him is he's going to stop and listen. Well, we don't want him to stop. And we also don't want him to hear something he doesn't like. Because mm-hmm. he's already liked it enough that he's on his way. Now, you watch him walk towards you. And he, then he stops and stretches his head up and he's looking around. He's trying to figure out where you're at. So making a few yelps, making a cluck. If you're really good and you can purr to him, which is a purr is a feeding call of a hen. That means mm-hmm. she doesn't. Maybe she's changed her mind. Maybe she just wants to eat. Well, he don't want that. He's he's got love on his mind, right? So <laughs> that makes that may you know speed him up. So if you can tell him, hey, I'm still here. I'm just eating grasshoppers. So you might want to come on over here. Just we call those confidence calls. We're just trying right. to get her confidence that you're still there. You don't want to just blast him out of the woods with a you know a a loud cackle or a or you're cutting at it. He doesn't need that. He just wants to know where you're at. So if he's moving in the right direction, don't talk him out of it. Got it. All right. So let's say uh, I've I've scouted. I've got an idea of where where these Tom this Tom or the Toms mm-hmm. are gonna be right. Right. And and I'm in the area. I'm going to ask the, the million-dollar question, all right? Go for it. Yep. Um, run and gun or ground blind? Okay, so it could be both. It could be neither. Today, I did both. So I had set up on – I knew where these toms were. And to set the stage, um, I'm, I'm essentially the guide now for my 8-year-old daughter and my 11-year-old son. And my son knows little sisters up the bat first. Well, I think you and I both have about a seven or eight year old. And so yes. it's hard to hold, get them to stay still for very <laughs> long anymore. And so I went ahead and popped up a blind just to give her a little bit better chance. Now, now, really she, quick, when, when you, I don't mean to cut you off, but with, with a blind, is it like yeah. a, a complete blind? Like, or is it one of those that is just like a, a a wall like you said right if you could describe your blind for me uh so the blind we were using this morning i used two different ones this morning i'm gonna see if i can get one of these turkeys to gobble here man that's in literally 100 yards from me but um (laughs) the um so we started with a pop-up blind i can't tell you the the brand but it was a full concealment and i did that because it's just easy for me to hide her and um and but when the turkeys didn't do what I wanted and we're going away. I did have a smaller, like fold up in front of you blind that we started to be more mobile. Um, and so the few times we, we set up two different times on these turkeys that, um, you know, you put the, put her sitting there and then put this, um, fabric around, just kind of hide her a little bit. Now I am, if it's just me, and really, my 11-year-old's gotten pretty, pretty good. If it's if it's the two of us or my dad or somebody, we're running gun. We're we're mobile now. We're also shotgun hunters, 95% of the time. So that makes that a little easier. I like that because I, I can be mobile. I can walk around. I can uh, cover a lot of ground. 
And if something needs to change, I can change quick Um, because you're going to need to do that. I mean, even I don't care how long you're going to be a turkey hunter. It it's never the same. There's always a little twist. Um, And that's that's the exciting part is you're going to learn as you go. And when I've guided turkey hunters, when I've when I've brought new people in sport, I've always told them, if you don't want to be a turkey hunter the rest of your life, don't go today. Because once you get that excited feeling, that that excitement of, oh, my gosh, he's coming because I'm telling him to come. And he's going to come up there. He's going to be close. He's going to gobble. He's going to drum. He's going to do all that stuff. It's it's a cool feeling. And so, uh, but I, I would say that running gun would be my preference. But there's sometimes you're, you're, you're probably going to pull a blind out. It may be the right time that you want to take your child and it may be easier to let him have that experience by being able to hide him a little better, whether it's a pop-up blind or something else. They all, they all have their uses. All right. Now, um, one of my final questions has to do with shot placement. Mm-hmm. Now okay. with, with, with hunting deer, I know, you know, the, the, the most wanted shot is broadside or, or quartering, um, whether it's away or towards and stuff like that. Where exactly would I be trying to set my sight, my sight pin on when I'm, okay. I'm ready to shoot a turkey? Okay. So my best friend, Luke, I give him a shout out. We talked about this a lot because we both have properties that we can only bow hunt. And so we've talked about this a lot. And, uh, so a turkey looks like this giant thing, right? I don't know mm-hmm. how many turkeys you've seen. They look big, mm-hmm. but your the vital zone on there is about the size of a softball. All okay. Right. Maybe, maybe that big. And so if you, if you put that arrow anywhere in the softball, it's going to work. If you got it cut the edge of the softball it may work if you don't hit the softball at all i don't care how many feathers you knock out it's not gonna work so (laughs) so and and you you haven't learned this lesson quite yet i don't think but if you're gonna be a bow hunter and i am um you're gonna screw up okay it's not maybe and the only person that's ever whenever you talk to people and they're like oh my gosh i've never missed a deer, I've never missed a turkey. Well, you haven't shot it very many because you're going to miss them and you're going to screw it up. So get prepared for that. Got it. So broadside. So if you've got a broadside turkey like the three I'm looking at here in my backyard, where their where their wing connects in just the, just behind their breast, mm-hmm. you want to look where that wing inserts or, or connects to their body that's where you want to aim or just right at the bottom of that because that's right where their vital zone is. So that's probably your best shot. And that would be when they're not strutting. Okay. If they're strutting, you've got to aim a little bit lower because those feathers on, on their top mm-hmm. stand, stand straight up. All right. So now they're three inches. The top, the top three inches is just feathers. All right. So there's just a big puff ball when they're strutting. So uh, I don't like I don't like to shoot them from the side strutting if at all possible. Now, straight on strutting is a good shot, but you got to shoot them right beside their beard. And and 
maybe you're a better shot than I am with a bow. My luck is I'm probably shooting his beard off. All right. I'm killing the turkey, but I'm probably screwing up. My favorite shot, if they're strutting, is when they turn around, which now I've got one strutting. I see him on the hillside over here. If um, if they are strutting and they turn around, you'll see a little pink dot. It's the base of their tail. Okay. All right. If you are strutting, if they're strutting and you're on the ground shooting out of a, off your knees or whatever, if you can hit that pink dot, it's money. And so it feels weird shooting them facing perfectly away, and all you see at the bottom of their tail fan. Mm-hmm. But that is a unbelievably great spot to shoot them. Um, nice. That's probably my favorite thing because I can pull my bow back. I can do whatever. He's not seeing me because he's tucked behind yeah, that fan. Exactly. So, he's, he's, he's got his back to you. Got his back so. to you. He's got his back to you. Matter of fact, I don't, can you use decoys in uh, New York? Yes. Okay, perfect. We probably should talk about that in a second, by the way. But, um, yeah, if you can put your decoy about where you want it, him to be, if he can mm-hmm. come to that decoy and turn around to strut for it, if it's a hand decoy, mm-hmm. then, then you've, you've got him. So, but I, I do think that's, I would really look at some anatomy charts, you know, on the internet about where shot placement would be. But a lot of the bow shops, the targets mm-hmm. the, they have are pretty good placement too. You can just look at where the target, where the, where the number 10 or the 10, 10 pin or whatever on your target would be. That's a good spot. All right. So now, yeah, I'm I'm glad you 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 shifted to um talking about uh gear per se. So um before we talk about decoys, um I wanted to talk about um actually you know what I'm back I'll go back to that. Let's talk about decoys. Okay. What's the best What's the best way to utilize them? And is there a specific type I should be using, or does it matter? Like, is it plastic or as realistic <laughs> as possible? So. Okay, so there are times when decoy will help you, and there's times that a decoy will hurt you. I'm going to okay. let that out right now. Because sometimes, let's say if you have a hen decoy, if that tom's got a bunch of hens, and you've got one of those hens that's kind of a dominant hen, and she doesn't want to mess with any newcomers, she may see your hen decoy and just walk away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know how many times that's happened to me. I'm like, really, I just screwed that up myself and so um i think a hen decoy is the safest play i use a um don't work for these guys but i do use an avian x i really like those decoys they're tough Mm -hmm. and uh, and i can't seem to break them and that that means a lot because i'm tough on equipment got Uh, it i think so that would be a, a if somebody said you can get one decoy i'd get a hen decoy and the toughest one you feel like you can use that will, won't break along the way. I also, I keep a Jake decoy with mm-hmm. me a lot too. I don't always deploy him, but, um, you know, the, the idea on that is that, you know, if you have a dominant Turkey, he's definitely not going to be afraid of that. If you have a subdominant Turkey, he's probably not going to be afraid of that because you've got to remember these turkeys are kind of competing for dominance Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are losing these fights. So, um, and I'm going to tell you, majority of the turkeys that you're going to harvest are going to be those subdominant turkeys because they're the ones more likely to want to come in anyway. They're looking for the female turkey on the side 
And so a two-year-old male turkey, which is a long beard, a mature turkey, um, you, you want him to not be afraid to come in there. And if he's gotten whipped at every time he's heard a turkey yelp, he's going to be a little gun shy. Okay. And so, so learning to kind of gauge the temperature, so to speak, of the turkey you're dealing with. And if you, let's say you put the decoy out one time and he walks up there and he sees it and he walks away. Well, game's probably off today, but you know, next time you're dealing with that turkey, don't put a decoy out. Got it. You know, and so learn, learn along the way. You're, you're, you're probably not going to kill every turkey you call to, but he's going to teach you a little bit about his personality every time you do it. So just, just take note to what he's teaching you. Got it. I also have a, um, a strutting decoy. I use one that, that you can put, it comes with a fan. I, I use a replaceable one where I actually pull feathers out of a turkey and put real feathers in the fan. It just looks more normal to them. Okay. I, uh, it's bulky. I don't carry it a lot. But if I come up against a situation where I'm like, ooh, that would have worked, then when I go back to, to battle with those, that particular turkey, then I may deploy it. I, I will be using that in the morning. I've got a, a two long beards that are with four, five, six hens, and they are ruling this pecan, this little pecan bottom. Okay, mm-hmm. and and they are the ones that have run off this Jake. Well, I'm going to go right to the spot that they like to be in, and I'm going to put that strutting decoy up in their strutting spot, and they're not going to like it. <laughs> they're not gonna, you know, and they're going to want to come up there and start a fight. That's what, but I didn't know that until I messed with them and I watched them. I could send through my binoculars. I think binoculars are really important, by the way. That was going to be hunters. the next, that was going to be the next piece of gear that uh, yep. I was going to ask about. So it was just those yes. two things, decoys yes. and, and binos. Binos. I, I, I turned around and came home when I forgot my binos this morning. I don't want to wow. go without them. All right, because so it's they're going to be tough. Must have. Oh, then. All right. it's, it's, it is a Cade Wilson must have. I I probably hunted for a decade or more without them. I don't want to go without them now. Now it may be that I'm in my 40s and I can't see as well. I don't know, but mm-hmm. there are times when I see something across the you know hundreds of yards. I'm like, ooh, is that a turkey? And I can look and and nine times out of ten it is. I'm like, okay, I don't want to give myself up here. And then you can watch their mannerisms. You can watch what they're doing and kind of figure out what they're thinking. What, why are they doing what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And then, then deploy whatever tactic you're going to do based on what they're doing right then. Got it. You know, before, before I go to binos again, a little bit more. Turkeys are kind of like a one-way street, right? And you probably have more where you live than I do. But you can go the wrong way. And it'll happen. You'll get some drunk dude drive down the wrong way on a, on a one-way street. That happens. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, they're going one way, right? Mm-hmm. Once you see that a turkey is walking a certain direction, they're not coming back. You know, I, when I was listening to the tips from another podcast, they're talking about you want to get close. I agree. You want to get as close as you can. But you want to be close on the right side. If you're 100 yards from him, but he's going away from you, you're not turning him around. Very, very, very unlikely. I've turned him around, 
and you will too someday probably, but nine times, if not 99 times out of 100, if he's going east, you better get around in front of him because he's not coming back until the end of the day when he's decided his day's over and he's going to walk back to where he likes to roost. Yep, he'll probably turn around then, but once they get something in their mind, that's where they're going. And so I've wasted a lot of time in my life on the wrong side, literally, of a turkey. So uh, that goes back to that woodsmanship. That goes back to knowing what they like to do all day and your scouting, whether that's while you're hunting or not. If you know they like to go a certain way in the morning, you better be on the way they're going because they're not coming back. Got it. I appreciate that, man. So listen, uh, to wrap this up a little bit, I guess I want to I want to yeah. ask you two two final things. All right. Okay. First one being, all right, what is one tip, one major piece of advice that you would want to give to someone going out on their very first turkey hunt? What is one thing that they should know or do, um, you know, in regards to that? Okay. I'm going to try to give you one you haven't heard yet, um, right. at least for me. You do not want to get either too close to the roost or you def- definitely don't want to go in there and scare them off their roost, especially if they're roosting on you, like where you can be, mm-hmm. because it may take a while, if ever, for them to want to come back and sleep in that same area. There's a reason. Uh... They, there's a reason they feel safe there. Don't, don't mess that up. As long as they're roosting there and they're staying in that area, you still got a game to play. Even if that takes 10 different hunts, you still got a game to play. But as soon as you scare them off that roost, probably over until you got, got turkeys it. that come back in there. Understood. So that'd be a little, little bit different than what we've already talked about. But that's a, I don't care where you're at in the world. Don't scare them out of the roost. All and right, that, got that's it. That's a lot of why I think states like New York don't have afternoon hunting because mm. they don't want you to. Oh, they roosted in that tree, and then next that evening you go back and sit under that tree and wait on them to come home. Got I it. think that's a lot. And it's it's turkey biology. They're just trying to protect yeah. those roost trees right. uh, from people. Right. But yes, makes sense. All right. And uh, the, the, the last thing being, um, I know you are working with um, a brand or two, um, if not more. Um, I just want to give you the opportunity to shop them out um, sure, and let sure. us know what you do with them. Well, like I said, I buy by trade and, and we can get into this a little bit more if you want to some other time. But I'm a veterinarian. And um, so that's my main my main gig. I'm a, a small animal vet. Um, but I have in the last year or so started working with a company, actually kind of a funny story. I'm, we're working on a, a medical device and it just happens to be my partner and it's a hunting company. And that, that hunting company is, is called phone scope. They've got a couple of different divisions, but phone scope, their claim to fame, so to speak, is they came up with a really easy attachment to put your cell phone and attach it to your optics, whether that's your binoculars or a spotting scope, your rifle scope. They've got attachments for all that. So you can be filming right through your phone, taking pictures or, or video of what you're doing. And wow, I, I stumbled into that about, I don't know, 
2015 or so, I was going an elk hunt with my dad and brothers, and my kids were really little, and they were inquisitive about what I was doing. And so I'm like, man, I really wanted to be able to share what I was going to be doing. And I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of what we do anymore. We want to sh- show people like, man, look at this sunset or look at this whatever. And I'm like, how can I show some of the things I'm going to be seeing when I get back home? Mm-hmm. And, and so I shopped around and I found phone scope. And I was like, man, that looks like a, a tough attachment because I was really worried about myself. I'm going to break this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a phone scope for my spotting scope. And so I... I went back, I went to Colorado, filmed a lot of elk and a lot of different wildlife, brought them home and, and just had a lot of fun sharing that with my family. Well, on the way home, I thought of different ways. I was trying to think of other ways to use it. And I came up with a way to make it attached to my microscope. And so, so I come home and I, I, rig up an attachment similar to what they had uh, and started using it in my medical practice. And I have ever since. And nice. So about, 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 oh, a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago now, year and a half for sure, I sent him a message and just said, hey, here's what I'm doing. I'm so far off your radar. It's not even funny of what you do, but you guys ought to look at entering the medical field for microbiology and um because man i i've got a full-time job i own a business i i'm a dad i'm a husband i didn't really think of it as something i was going to be a part of mm-hmm. and but here we are a year and a half later and i am a part of the company i am the medical essentially quote unquote a medical director of a hunting company and we've we've sold this apparatus. We have it. It's out there, and it's been a it's been a really cool thing. It's really early in in that development. Um, we've sold you know not a ton of them. It's if you, my my website for that is scoped micro. If somebody wants to look at that, but phone scope is for sure. I think a must anymore for hunters because we can share more than just the dead turkey. We can film the turkey strutting in the field. We can f- film our deer hunt. I filmed both my daughters uh, harvesting both her deer this year with my phone scope through my binoculars. And it's awesome. Uh, before I came on here, um, I reached out to those guys and said, hey, is there any way I can do something for people that are going to be listening to Cliff's podcast? And so they did give me a, a code to share. And so that code's going to be CW10 or CW10. And it'll be a 10% off any purchase with their website. So awesome. Awesome, active for as long as, as long as you guys want to use it. Awesome, Kate. I appreciate that. Uh, That's truly generous of you and, and a phone scope together. Uh, I really hope uh, you guys listening, take advantage of the discount. Well, take a look. They've got all kinds of, I love and as soon as you get off, you should take a look. They've got really great Instagram uh, stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff. So it's just phone scope and that's scope with a K. So P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E, phone scope. And uh, check them out on Instagram. And then they, you can go look at their, their website. But they've got some really, really cool stuff. They're, 
make all their stuff in the U.S. They're out of a small town in, in Utah, Beaver, Utah. So um, check them out. I think you guys will really like it. All right. Well, uh, I hate to say this, but I got to wrap this up. So, Kate, I really <laughs> want to thank you, man. Um, if my listeners are anything like me, they had a pen and paper with them and were <laughs> taking notes um because i learned a lot um i will be probably picking your brain some more and um you know what uh you i'll throw this out there right now um i plan on doing a kind of uh, a gear talk a gear and tech oriented um you know series in terms of this podcast um sure. so definitely would love to have you back on to talk more about phone scope man i'd i'd, I'd love to talk about anything so you're welcome to call me you've got my number now um if i can help you in any way um you know we've talked about turkeys but i mean i've i've been a lifelong deer hunter and elk and we've i had a cool buffalo hunt with my dad this last year so i've got a lot of stuff to talk about if you want to hear it i'll talk all day sounds like a plan brother all right man you stay safe amidst amidst this uh coronavirus madness um, yeah, right. I agree. I agree. Right. Be safe, and I'm a phone call away, man. All See right, you. no doubt, brother. Wow. All right. So I really want to thank Kate for making the time to uh, speak with me today. If you're like me, you took notes because that was a lot of info to take in. And if you didn't take notes, you can always uh, play play this uh, podcast back. You know what I'm saying? If you enjoyed it, listen in on it again, and and you know figure out what you missed. All right. I also want to thank not only Cade, but PhoneScope for hooking us up with that discount code on their website. Again, the discount code is CW10 for uh, basically 10% off the PhoneScope website. And that is www.phonescope.com. And that's PhoneScope, P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E.com. Make sure y'all check it out. And uh, I really hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you really did, go ahead and hook me up with a five-star rating, maybe even a review. But most importantly, share this podcast with your fellow hunters and huntresses. All right. So remember, have fun out there. Stay safe if you're getting out there for the turkey season. Remember to practice the social distancing guidelines. And yo, be blessed. All right.